So it's the common this. One evening when the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning, down the tracks came a hobo hiking, and he said, boys, I'm not turning, I'm headed for a land that's far away, beside the crystal fountain. Oh, come with me, go and see the big rock candy mountain. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. I'm your host, Adam Porteous, and I'm joined again by Matt Smith. Oh, uh, that, that might be my favorite intro we've done, because it's real, really weird. We've done 100 shows, and this is the weirdest one yet. It is an odd <laughs> way to start this particular our, our program, if you've ever heard this program before. Go listen to the but other stuff. it does stuff. tie into what we're doing this week. It does. And I'll say, we probably, you know, we haven't done it yet because the show hasn't happened. We don't know what we're going to say. But it probably was preceded by something more than likely dirty. So that's even weirder. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're going to say on the show. So, I mean, it just all comes out. So what happens, happens. So that's what happened there. Uh, so, uh-huh. yeah, uh, this week... Uh, we're coming back again because we missed last week, as we talked on last episode that released yesterday. So guess what? Two episodes, two days. What of it? Uh, so uh, we're gonna be we're back again. Going to talk about the movies that we saw this previous weekend just passed. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about uh, Room, and we're also going to be talking about the uh, Krampus movie as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So two, uh, you got and you've got another new release uh, to talk about, and uh, yes, we got some other stuff. We're talking about uh, Chirac, the new Spike Lee movie. So we'll talk about some of that kind of action, and then there'll be an interview episode tomorrow. So three episodes in one week. We miss one week, and we're going to give you three in, in exchange for two. So, you know, there you go. Enjoy yourself. And it, it's not like we weren't watch, uh, working. We obviously have watched all of these fucking movies. We've done uh, the homework, damn it. <laughs> it. It's just we, you know, our, our recording schedule fucked yeah, up last all. week by several several things going on. It's like your so, stuff went bad, uh, then my stuff went bad. It's like everybody's stuff went bad, and then, you know, sometimes, you know, but you do And then it was Friday, and, and then what was are like, we going to do? Fuck, we well, gotta, let's we go watch movies this Friday. <laughs> let's go watch the other shit, and then we'll, we'll split them up. Uh, <laughs> so here comes another at least hour-long episode, probably, or close to. Maybe not quite as long as the last one, because we covered four yeah. films on the last episode. This one's only going to be two. Right. Um, but well, yeah, do so, you want to lead us off with uh, what you've been watching? Yeah, this, uh, so in this episode, the, uh, we, I haven't, I don't have too, too awful much on the plate here. Um, but I did just receive in the mail the other day. I've only got to watch maybe about an episode, maybe, maybe t- a total of two episodes of, uh-huh. uh, of the X Files on Blu ray. So Ooh. Fox Connect dropped, uh, the pre order stuff for it a couple of months back. And uh, so mm-hmm. seasons one through nine, the MSRP on this thing's like three hundred bucks, and they dropped it to they had it for one hundred and fifty, and so I was just like, Jesus, uh, I got to get that. So I got it. Uh, so it is all nine seasons of the X Files on Blu-ray, and from what tiny bits I've sampled so far, it is just gorgeous looking. I mean, it's not oh, yeah. it's not perfect, but damn it, I mean, if you especially like, because I I still have like the original, I have like four seasons on DVD. 
man, those DVD transfers were off of like the, you know, whatever they were using previously and look like fucking garbage. They've done it the uh, kind of Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek for that matter, uh, you know, package where they've gone through and just put put all the film elements in and everything. And so it is widescreen proper and uh, it looks great. And I love how the aspect ratio being opened up makes it feel, it makes it feel A, more like a film. And honestly, it reminds you how tight motherfuckers used to frame some shit on 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 television mm-hmm. man because i'm looking oh, at this yeah. going god this look like it's perfectly you know framed for you know a 16-9 screen but man in 4-3 this would have been like so fucking hammered in on them faces man uh but i think yep. it works i think it works really i mean it's it's gorgeous looking and uh it's great now most of this stuff i i don't know what how, how much they've uh kind of updated the ones on netflix but these you know i don't care how good your internet connection is and i'm usually rolling around 150 200 meg something like that uh so even so with that it still does not look as good as a blu-ray of course so but uh definitely recommended so far um, I will say this though, I'm a little pissed about how the package was put together. It wasn't the greatest. Um, like it feels like they like made these DVD cases a little haphazardly because you'd open them up. Now nothing inside of it is in in most of them is broken, but you would you could dump out little handfuls of blue plastic shards. It's uh. fucking bizarre. It's like they don't belong to nothing inside of it, so it feels like it came like you know some shit was lying around the factory or something and got in there. I guess I don't fucking right. know. Uh, but it was certainly annoying. And the season two, which I guess has seven discs and all the other ones have six, um, is a fatter case, which is a number one looks fucking terrible because it's compared to all the skinnier ones that I guess all have six, uh, fucking DVDs in them as opposed to seven. And, um, so it's a fatter one and mine was kind of broken a little bit. So I need to either find a replacement case for that or something, but at those, it's not like it's the easy, you can't go down to fucking Best Buy and pick one of those up. And the hassle right. of going through and having to change it just doesn't appeal to me all that much because it just doesn't seem like it's going to be an easy thing to do. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, super uh, looking forward to sitting down and everything. I know the old, you know, because we got the X Files, uh, you know, mini series, if you will, six episodes coming up uh, in January, which I'm stu- super stoked for, as I know you are. Um, yep. So with that coming up and everything, you know, they've been doing like the, you know, X-Files, like the, they were going to do like the entire, basically saying, hey, like if you watch an episode, uh, you know, a day at a time, you'll go through and hit all of the episodes before the uh, I'm premiere. so far behind. And well, yeah, I mean, I, like I couldn't even try. So, uh, but I mean, I was just like, and, and the fact is, is that while they're all available on Netflix and stuff, I'm like, I really wanted to wait for the Blu-ray to really see the nice quality of it because that thing's been long gestating and stuff. So, uh, but I'm glad I got it. Glad I got it for a decent enough price and don't have to spend an arm and a leg to do so. Uh, but uh, pretty awesome. So digging it. There's like fucking 22 hours of extra features. Some of it old recycled stuff. I think some of it new stuff, some commentaries and things like that. So uh, plenty, 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 plenty to keep you busy for uh, uh, quite some time. Matt, what you got? Well, uh, just a couple of things. Uh, first, I want to say that uh, we've been catching up now that I'm finished with shit on uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. And that show remains amazing. If you have not jumped on board, maybe you're uh, like a big Evil Dead fan and just weren't entirely down with it. Maybe you didn't like uh, like how we talked about the show. I don't fucking know why you haven't watched it yet. Um, it is everything you would want a show to be based on The Evil Dead. And uh, it works. I was talking to Adam earlier. Uh, the most surprising thing to me after the the pilot episode, which was an hour long, right. is uh, that unlike most, most other premium cable shows, this is a half hour. Uh, so it's really quick. 
Um, but what that allows is, is like the storytelling is very tight and controlled and they don't waste a second. There is, uh, you know, very much every episode is jam packed with, uh, more blood and, uh, like spewing out of every fucking thing, not even bodily orifices sometimes. Um, blood all over the fucking place, jokes galore, uh, one liners, um, just, uh, it, it's just such a nicely crafted all round, uh, package that I have to admire it. Uh, and it's, it's a lot of damn fun. I enjoy the hell out of that show. Um, so that's that. Uh, I'm just, you know, wanting to say, I'm still watching it. You guys should definitely play catch up. It's worth your time. The other thing that I saw this week is a new release uh it did come out uh most mostly wide i think i don't know that it was uh technically wide by uh you know like transformers uh <laughs> numbers few things are but <clears throat> right but it did uh it did open wide and it's the new film from spike lee uh chirac so chirac of course refers to chicago um which uh you know the analogy being that chicago is a is an inner city war zone um, so it's the combination of But it is actually a, uh, you know, that's a, a, a name that citizens in the city started using for Chicago as well, was Chirac. Well, they it's shot all them Spike Batman Lee. films there. Stuff's blowing up all the time. I'd be scared. <laughs> but it's not a Spike Lee invention, right? No, right, fair, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so what this movie is, is it is a, uh, a modern-day adaptation of... Lysistrata, which is an ancient Greek play by Aristophanes, um, updated to modern day uh, Chicago dealing with um, gang violence in the city uh, and playing on a lot of the topics that you might expect Spike Lee to play on here, right? Uh, uh, gun rights and, uh, well, gun control issues mm-hmm. more directly. Um gang violence issues, uh, race issues, systemic inequality issues, as well as uh, some of the recent Black Lives Matter and uh, police protests and things like that. Um, he, so for those of you who don't know uh, what Liz Estrada was about, is uh, uh, so Liz Estrada is a, is a character in the play, is also the main character here in Chirac, but uh, Liz Estrada is about a woman who decides she's going to stop the war between uh, the Greeks and um, the Trojans by, uh, by organizing all of the women to withhold sex from the men. And that's what Liz Estrada is about. Usually the most effective and- way to do anything. And right, and so and so here it's it's essentially the same thing. Uh, Spike Lee sets up a, um, uh, a kind of a dichotomy between two gangs uh, that are in, engaged in gang warfare openly on the streets of Chicago: um, uh, the Spartans and uh, the Trojans. Right, <laughs> um, very much. Right, like exactly. So it's so it's playing an allegory territory. Uh, he also maintains a rhyming structure for the dialogue, which which is pretty intriguing, and it's not as overt as you might think. Uh, so if you like 
sometimes it doesn't work, right? But that's because he also makes it very um, humorous. The movie is very funny for as serious as it gets. Um, and the rhyming mostly works. It comes off much more like how Baz Luhrmann used Shakespeare uh, in his adaptation of Romeo and Juliet than like some kind of weird hokey gimmick to do. Um, it, it's got a great cast. Uh, Tiana Paris as Liz Estrada is great. Wesley Snipes uh, plays uh, the gang leader of the, the Trojans, Cyclops, who, of course, has an eye patch. <laughs> um, Nick Cannon, uh, who I usually don't give a single shit about, is good as, uh, as a rapper and leader of the Spartan gang uh, known as Chirac. Uh, Angela Bassett is fantastic in this movie um, as a uh, like community organizer who uh, who's who we find out uh, her child was killed uh, in a drive-by shooting stray bullet uh, 20 years before um, John Cusack as a, as a uh, preacher at an inner city church. Uh, Dave Chappelle has a weird cameo as the owner of a strip club. Huh. Um, uh, DB Sweeney plays the mayor of <laughs> Like the, the cast is amazing. Yeah. Um, and Samuel L. Jackson plays in effect, uh, the narrator and the Greek chorus role as Dolmides. Um, so he pops up and directly addresses the audience from time Listen, to time. You motherfuckers here. And, well, and, and it is exactly like that, but in rhyming verse and it fucking works, man. It's huh. really fucking good. Uh, I didn't love the movie, but I really liked it and I admire it much more than I liked it even. Uh, I think that it's a, it's Spike Lee's strongest piece of uh, filmmaking in quite a few years. Um, mostly because it manages to get uh, like everything that I like about Spike Lee right while leaving a lot of what I don't like about Spike Lee um, off to the side. So uh, really just going for it. So this is probably like of his movies and not the stuff that he's done adaptations of or right. So like not counting old boy or um, inside man or even his uh, world war two film miracle at St. Anna, right? Like this is his best movie since 25th hour. Hmm. Um, but, it, but it's uh, even beyond that. I, I think maybe his best film since uh, Summer of Sam, hmm. uh, going all the way back to 99. It's it's just a really strong work. And like his best work, it's able to set up the city of Chicago as a microcosm of racial strife and gang warfare and utilize that to analyze social problems, right? So very much like Do the Right Thing, very much like uh, Summer of Sam did uh, with New York in, in that summer in the 70s, a lot like how, uh, uh, like Mo Betta Blues, right? Going back to classic Spike Lee, Chirac right. is, a, is a return to form after probably several uh, several misfires in recent years, I would say, hmm. um, where there have been okay things about it, but like Red Hook Summer was not particularly great. Uh, his vampire movie, which was just a remake of Ganja and Hess, was uh, kind of abysmal. Uh, Ganja and Hess, of course, is like a gorgeous uh, uh, African American vampire flick from the 70s like an art art house vampire the only film. one i know is blackula um, and i enjoy the shit out of it well and scream you <laughs> blackula scream i'm sorry i don't want to leave that one out either pam but, for so, christ's sake so here's where i'm gonna you know, like 
like uh, Chirac is very good. It's worth your time. It is one of the preachier, most directly preachy Spike Lee movies. Uh, so know that going in. Literally, there's like a six-minute scene of John Cusack preaching directly to you about gun violence and racial inequality in the U.S. Um, so, so if you don't like that about Spike Lee, maybe you're not going to like this movie. But it is really funny, and there's tons of uh, like sex jokes because the plot of the movie is the women aren't fucking guys until they stop until they sign peace treaties and like stop killing each other. Um, so anyway, that's it. I like Chirac. It's got a strong cast. It's Spike Lee's best movie in like at least a decade, if not 15 or 16 years. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's worth your time. The theater was not packed, not surprisingly not packed. Um, when I went to see it, although today it was Tuesday. So, uh, you know, maybe that had something to do with it, but the people in there were like really enjoying it. They were laughing at all the jokes and shit. So, so like the rhyming verse doesn't necessarily, uh, like detract from it in any way. All right. So yeah, there you go. Outside of all the other things we watch, if I can, if I can sneak it in there, I'll, I'll give it a shot, but there's, there's always, there's always so much work for us to do. Um, yep. speaking of work, uh, let's, let's get to work. Well, on this episode, shall we? That's a pretty fucking smooth ass transition. I like that. I'm, Oh, don't, don't fuck me in the ass. Thank you for remembering. Holy shit. He'd have fucking, like, he'd have changed that review, uh, Dr. Dan Do style, if I didn't fucking do this one. All right, so this is our uh, new release review, or new release review. It's not new at all. <laughs> this one's in November uh, 12th. So, again, we apologize for the lateness of these. We, honest to God, have said it so many times going, oh, we're going to do that thing. We're going to do the thing. Yeah, we're going to do the thing. And we forget to do the thing. Uh, so, this is, uh, this is from God Moms entitled Entertaining Five Stars. Uh, two guys that I enjoy listening to. They don't constantly have the same opinions, but still provide insight on new and current releases. Matt, I believe that statement would probably be, it was true for last, uh, last episode. It perhaps might be true for this episode. We shall see. Speaking of which, let's get into our first new release review. Here is a trailer for a Krampus. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle bells. Merry Christmas! Looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. This is delicious, honey. A little dry. Well, mine's delicious. Mine's dry. Do you want to trade? It's the It's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. With those holiday greetings and survive Christmas with 12 people stuck in a house with no heat and no electricity. Or food. There's plenty of leftovers, Howard. Beer it is. It's the weirdest thing. There's no cars, no people. How long can this keep up? We heard something on the roof. What the hell is this? St. Nicholas is not coming this year. Instead, a much darker ancient spirit. Those are hooves. Elk? Or goat? What kind of goat walks on its hind legs? His name is Krampus. He and his helpers 
did not come to give, but to take. Everybody, hold on to each other. He is the shadow of Saint Nicholas. That was the trailer for Krampus, our first new release review of this week. INDB plotline, a boy who has a bad Christmas ends up accidentally summoning a Christmas demon to his family home. Oh, that old story? <laughs> this is uh, directed by uh, Michael Daughtry, uh, who I believe was Roger Daughtry's son. No, that's not true. Uh, he did the... <laughs> <laughs> not even spelled the same. Not even close. Uh, so, yeah, he did the uh, Trick or Treat movie a couple years back, a little anthology film that uh, some people love, some people did not. Uh, this movie is starring uh, Adam Scott, Tony Collette, uh, David Koechner. By the way, it's the fall of Koechner. I don't know if you guys know that or not. Uh, <laughs> Allison uh, Tolman... Well. And, and a couple more. Um, so uh, this this movie got a lot of hype. There was it sometimes there was some uh, dueling Krampus movies and things of that nature. Kevin Smith was going to do one at one point, and then this thing kind of came along. And I think there may have even been another one or two in there. Uh, but this is the first one that's got its big thing. Now Krampus, the idea of that has uh, has, has what you know it's the story is permeated more here in America in the last you know probably eight to ten years, I guess. And uh, mm-hmm. so we we we've kind of like really that's a that's the fucking okay wow that's crazy, um and so yeah, people were hyped for this movie and uh, I, th- I th- you know I think a lot of people were looking forward to it I mean what were your overall thoughts of, of the movie itself? Uh, uh, I, I enjoyed it. That's the, my overall thought of the movie itself. <laughs> I well good night I, everybody. I, I, no look, people were hyped for this movie. I just wanted take a brief moment and talk about everybody's favorite Matt uh, pastime here, uh, which is uh, the weekend box office. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know, because as we've discussed many, many times, Universal killing it this year at yep. the box office. Absolutely fucking slaying everybody. Uh, slaying. Movie- it's a good, it's a Christmas. Good night, everybody. That's, that truly is the end of the show. Let's go. Uh, uh, Krampus opened in number two this week. Not bad. With, with six, 16 million right underneath the hunger games at 18 million. So like it's a, it's a pretty weak overall box office, uh, uh, this weekend, but it, it beat, uh, both Creed and good dinosaur. It's kind of astounding, especially for Creed. Uh huh. So people were really anticipating this. And I think from what I've seen online, people were mostly pleased with it. Uh, I don't think that it's a great film, uh, it has some some weaknesses. I personally think that it should have ended like five minutes earlier. Uh, we were I was talking to my friend Chris Bickle online about it, and um, we both agree like before the kid wakes up is where this movie needs to end. Yeah. Just like make it a real mean spirited thing, right? Um, I mean, it, like, like there is a reveal and then another reveal, but I think that it undoes some of like the power of what that movie builds up to until that first reveal happens. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but overall, I thought that it was fine. It's I, I enjoyed watching this movie. Um, it was one of the more enjoyable times I've had watching a horror film this year. And uh, I I don't know. I just I liked it. I'm a I'm a big Krampus fan, right? Like I knew the the myth about it, about it for years. Uh, I didn't know that people didn't know about it, honestly, because I, I knew about it from my family. Um, uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, I'm going to guess that you did not like this movie. This is one of the worst movies of the year. <laughs> yeah. Well, how you feel about black hat. I feel about this movie. I don't like it at all. It's just like, look, I, and here's the thing. I like the people involved. I really, really do. I, I like, I wish there was something out of this. Um, you got uh, a ton of great comedic actors, and uh-huh. this ain't a comedy. I mean, there's funny bits in it, but it ain't as funny as you want it to be. But it's not as unfunny as in horror y uh, as you might want it to be either, at least for me. Um, here's the thing I mean, like, you know, I don't know, you know, the Krampus stuff, but I mean, and here's the thing I mean, you're missing elements, you know. I mean, how how do you have a Krampus movie and not have a uh, Black Pete running around? You got to have a couple Black Pete up in this bitch. Well, because it's racist, you're not going to include it. Come on, no, that's half the fun. It's also completely different cultural beliefs. Black Sparta Pete has nothing to do with Krampus. They're not in the same thing. No, not at all. I forget. They're all they, listen. They're all countries that don't believe in Jesus, <laughs> and I don't care about them. <laughs> no, I don't. Honest yeah. to God, I don't know the. I don't know. But Krampus is is strictly like the Alpine region of Germanic countries. So like Switzerland, Austria, and Germany are what you're talking about. That here. sounds like they'd come up. Uh, with that, some of it? some of Hungary, right? Um, but it's it's like uh, you know he's the he's the shadow version of Saint Nicholas, right? He shows up on December fifth uh, as Krampusnacht, and then Nicholas Tag is the next day, right? Um, and and so it's like a precursor to Christmas uh, in those countries. We're gonna drag all and you Christmas bad kids is, to hell. Yeah, I mean it, it's it is <laughs> it is Elf the, on the shelf ain't got shit on that. Exactly right. Yes, right. Um, it is Elf on the shelf, but like for people who uh, who really want to fucking scare their kids. Yeah, who really want them to behave. It's like Elf on the shelf had a fucking gun in his hand. Going, you don't fuck yeah. around, or um, you're not so, only going to not get your presents, you're going to get a fucking bullet as a present. Rap so that's me. what <laughs> so that's what Krampus is, right? And I think that uh, the, the film does a really good job of representing that. Um, there are right like elves that help, and there are dark elves in this uh, film. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't have a problem with representations of it at all. I, I thought it was a very funny movie, but uh, there was also just something about it. That I that I enjoyed the humor that was going on, um, and I will say it plays much more in like a vein of like dark fantasy than it does in straight up horror. Yeah. Um, and part of part of the part of the reason it plays in that too, I think, is that it, it is a PG thirteen film, and I don't mind that there wasn't like a ton of gore or anything, but um, you know, something like The Conjuring was rated R because it was just too fucking scary. Yeah, like literally, that was the reason that that movie was rated. There's, there's nothing else. I mean, in there's that not movie. really. There's not really language in it. There's not. I mean, there's a little bit of blood, no. but there's no real violence per se. Not not by big of a stretch, anyways. More so than you see on network fucking television. But it's scary as balls. Yeah. 
But I, but I think that I think the tone that they were going for with this film was uh, very much like a like a, a potential older family holiday horror comedy along the lines of Gremlins. I'm not saying this movie is as good as Gremlins. Gremlins is one of the best movies ever fucking made by Hollywood. Period. I don't give a fuck uh, <laughs> who says otherwise. Uh, but this, that's the tone they're going for, right? Kind of right? almost so made me forget it's not to, as hard. that with Christmas coming up, I got to bust out that fucking Gremlins Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, so I don't know. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I think most people also did. Um, and it, and it certainly performed at the box office. Uh, so we'll we'll see. But not for I, nothing, and I, and I'll gonna, watch it again when it comes on video. I'll watch it again when it comes on video. I may not have been in the right mindset. Now that I know a little bit more about what to expect going in, maybe my expectations will be slightly different. But no, I was I was I, I went away just going, wow, what a waste of time. Uh, I, I I really I wanted to like it. I mean, I, like I said, I like the people in it, um, the parties involved. Fair enough, uh, but yeah, it just it didn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Sadly, sadly. Well, fair enough. All right, so let's get on uh, to the other new release review. Here is the trailer for Room. Not The Room. That's different. This, no, this, is, is, this is this just is Room. Evening when the sun went down And the jungle fire was burning Down the tracks came a hobo hiking And he said, boys, I'm not turning I'm headed for a land that's far away I guess they still can't hear us. Do you remember how Alice wasn't always in Wonderland? She fell down, 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 deep in a hole. Right, well, I wasn't always in room. I'm like Alice. Now we've got a chance. I'm scared. I know. Truck. Truck. Wiggle out. Wiggle out. Jump. Jump. Run. Run. In the big rock candy mountain, there's a land that's clear and bright. I'm headed for a land that's Thanks for saving our little girl. Beside the crystal. You're gonna love it. That was a trailer for Room, our uh, second new release of the week. You know the words. Uh, (laughs) After five-year-old Jack and his mother escape from the enclosed surroundings that Jack has known his entire life, the boy makes a thrilling discovery, The Outside World. This is uh, directed by uh, Lenny Abramson, based on uh, the real events. Uh, Emma Donahue wrote the uh, screenplay and uh, the novel of which uh, the screenplay is based upon. Starring Brie Larson, Jacob Tremblay, uh, Sean Bridgers, and uh, as well as Uh William H. Macy, and of course uh, Joan Allen as well. A um, lot of big buzz going around this movie, and uh, you said it on last uh, last episode here, and I, I think it probably bears repeating on this show. Um, Brie Larson probably going to easily get a nomination for uh, this role at the very least, I would believe. Yeah. I, I think at this point in the year, she might be a lock on actually winning. It's it's tough. I mean, I'm, she like, might be. Sushi Ronan, I think, is doing a really good job, though. It's It's tough. I put her a very close true. second this, at this point this for me. This movie has a has a buzzier uh, role for for 
Larson than I think Brooklyn does for running. Um, it's also a relatively weak year for women. Like uh, some of the some of the big performances are in smaller movies that are not getting any buzz. Room is getting a lot of buzz. Brooklyn is not, even though Ronan has some buzz behind her. Uh, Room is getting some buzz as just being like one of the best films of the year, which I think it is. Um, and, and Larson, I think is going to be able to ride that wave a little more. The real story here, I think acting wise though, is that this kid, Jacob Trimley is fucking amazing. Yeah. And, and, uh, like should get recognized by fucking someone for that. Like he is so good in this movie. Uh, whereas I could, I could just imagine the, like the, if you don't have a good child actor, this movie would be ruined. It's going to be awful. Um, if you got Jay Lloyd in here, circa 1997, uh, you ain't doing so hot. Yeah. And, and Jacob Trimley is just, uh, he's flat out fantastic. This whole fucking movie, man, uh, just revolves around him and his ability to, uh, play this role convincingly, which he does. Um, yeah. so, uh, you know, like the, the review doesn't say anything or, or the synopsis doesn't say anything about what this movie is actually about. And it's been out for quite some time, uh, although in mostly limited release. Uh, so we can just talk about it. Uh, the movie basically takes place in two parts, right? Uh, mm-hmm. there is the first part, which is all inside of room. Um, and mostly told from the, both, both are mostly told from the perspective of the child. Um, but we find out that like slowly, uh, in the first part that his mother, uh, Brie Larson, who's, uh, you know, ma in the film, um, she has, she's been abducted uh, like from when she was 17 yeah. and now she's, uh, like 24 or 25. I can't remember the exact uh, math that happens, I but I, seven years. Yeah, so 24 then, right? Um, And uh, her son's five, so of course that also means like she was raped and had a child from this captivity. Um, But basically, which in and of itself is just like, what the fuck? God almighty. And uh, and so she's been like, they've been living in this. Uh, like garden shed, right? Uh, in, the, in the back of this guy's house. You never leave the room until the midway point when they fake they fake his death, uh, roll him up in the rug, and then uh, the guy who's kid- kidnapped her, uh, old Jack, I believe they call him. Yeah. Old Nick, that's his name. Nick, yeah. Uh, who's played played by uh, Sean Bridgers, who is um, like really terrific, actually. He's, uh, he was in... Um, uh, the Lucky McKee film, The Woman, uh, from 2011, which if you haven't seen that thing, you should check it mm-hmm. out because it is fucked up. Um, he, he's been on a bunch of other stuff as, uh, like, you know, bit roles here and there, but he's, he's a really solid actor. Um, and, uh, so, so, so he picked, he takes, uh, Jack, the child and, and his body rolled up in here into, uh, his truck to get rid of the body and uh, Jack gets free. Right. And then um, eventually the cops find Ma and the shed. And uh, this leads to the second part of the film, which I think is maybe even more tense and horrific than the first one is. Uh, I, I don't know, but I, but I was absolutely riveted throughout this whole entire film 
even as like it's it's apparent what's going on very early on but the way that the film reveals it and discusses it and uses jack as the means of understanding uh i think mm-hmm. is kind of masterful uh, yeah i yeah. mean and, and like and that's hard to get get your mind around that you know this child has been literally spent his entire life in this room that's probably you know i, I don't know what do you figure the measurements 25 25 if that Oh, may, probably not even that. I mean, it, like they show it later, right? They come back in the second half to to visit the thing. So it may be it may be it may be twelve by twelve. It's not big. Yeah, I mean, definitely in the first half, it looks much larger than it turns out to be, right? Which is probably forced perspective stuff that they do, you know, like shooting in larger spaces. Oh, you got to take out a wall. But, well, I'm. I mean, just making it larger anyway, because that's his perspective of it is like it's expansive, right? That's a good point. Um, uh, but it is like really small when they come back to it. I mean, it's it's in a garden shed, like like an average size garden shed. So you're talking, yeah, 12 by 12, I'd say maybe, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a room for like a bed, a, uh, you know, a stove and everything. A bathtub. Bathtub. And so, the, yeah, and it's all like together, right? Table in the middle of the wardrobe, um, and that's about it. Uh, anyway. But no, it's 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 really good. It's told in the in the two very kind of different different halves and everything, and uh, it's this it's just masterfully done. It is uh, it's super well paced. It uh, it doesn't feel like there's any fat sitting on this thing at all. They got to where they needed to go. They went there, and that was it. And um, there's tons of great performances along the way. I mean, there's it's it's ten, like you kind of know where things are going, but it is it's tense in the moments that it's uh, supposed to be so. And there's a lot more that, um, you know, the big thing is, I guess, also with, you know, the family members and stuff and their reactions uh, to what goes on kind of was a little more surprising than other stuff, I guess. Um, that You know, because what happens in the, what, what do we say, seven years that, uh, you know, this couple loses their child, uh, gets abducted, never found, and then all of a sudden, by the way, you know, so their lives go on from that point. Uh, and then what happens, what happens to them and then her coming back so quickly into their lives and everything, uh, you know, and, and think about it. It's like, this is a girl who, you know, does not have a high school education even. It was just kind of right. taken up. Actually, I think she was 15 when they got her. She's, I think she no, was, was it? I remember 17. Maybe, was it 17? Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause, uh, like she, she was like a senior or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. I think you're shit. right. I think maybe some other movie, uh, but no. So you know she's been there some time, and so like they, it's the reality of coming with, hey, my child is not dead, and not only does my is my child not dead, my child has a child, and you know the, the and then of course the parentage of the child, you know, because it only came from one fucking place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right. and and just how people would react after that situation. I mean, and it's amazing just even th- thinking about all the things that we take for granted, uh, just being out in the world and even children going out into the world, knowing everything about everything and seeing this kid who's never left this fucking room, who his mom has kind of told him stories about, Hey, the people on TV are just on TV. That's a fake little world. And none of that really exists. And those are things that don't even exist. The outside world. Um, and you know, but his world has lit. She's literally got him to the point where it's like, Hey, this is it. This is, there's nothing out beyond these walls. And, you know, he gets to his right. fifth birthday and it's just like she's she's kind of just something just flips and she's like, we've we've had enough. We've got to go. And there's only one way out of this. And her putting her, him in the rug and everything, just the 
I mean, God Almighty, this just the the I mean, any parent that watches this, it'll just fucking it'll destroy you because I mean, like you're you're essentially going. There's only one way out of here, and I have to sacrifice the only thing that I have is my child. Right. And this could either this is either going to help save us, or you know, or my child's going to their death, and then right. me probably soon thereafter, you know, or I'm mean, you know fucking a. There's so many just and it, it, there's it's probably going to end bad more than good in most uh, scenarios, and of course it, you know when it goes. As as well as something like that could, then the aftermath of what happens then. So, uh, but masterfully done, um, great performances from everybody, and uh, it's it's a it's a tight little movie. Yeah, it's amazing, man. Uh, it is one of the best movies of the year by far. Um, and I, and I think uh, like I, I really do think that Brie Larson's going to get a lot of uh, award season. Well, uh, yeah. Look, I, I like I said. I think I think for sure. I think for sure she'll be nominated. But here's the thing: we got a we got a foreign actress, and that's uh, you know, it's just like, hey, that's an exotic thing for us. It's not America. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not taken away. She did a great job. Every every like I said, everybody in this was was quite fantastic. And uh, looking forward to seeing more from all these people. And you know, Brie Larson's been one of those people that like she's just around for everything. And I'm like, I'm glad she's kind of. Uh, Kind of got a real, a real, what I'd call a real breakout uh, kind of role here. Not, yeah, not I think to, so too. Not to say that she wasn't, you know, in plenty of things previous, but you know, nevertheless. Right. Uh, I think that's about it. Anything else? Uh, that is it. All right. So, no, I think that's it this week. All right, we still rolled forty minutes deep, so you know that's something, man. That's that's mm-hmm. still a uh, practically a whole show, and with the fifteen extra minutes that you got, you know, yesterday, that's two full episodes. So shut up, and then you're getting an interview episode tomorrow. So. <laughs> I'm tired of all you people complaining. No one's complained, but people did uh, tweet us and say, "Hey, man, I missed the show this week," and I thought that was nice. So, um, yeah, thank you. You're, so, so you guys pay attention. It's nice thank to you. know somebody cares because usually no one does. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's how my life is. Uh, so next week we got a big one, man. So we got in the heart of the sea, the new uh, Ron Howard Oscar Bates coming. Did I say that out loud? Uh, but yeah, I did mean because it was true. We all know what it is. There's a reason. There's a reason that it didn't come out in uh, fucking March when it was originally supposed to. Yeah, because they're just like we can take some stuff from this. Hemsworth loses a lot of fucking weight. Oh shit, Oscar time! Uh, so no, but that's that's just what he does, man. Uh, and of course, the new one from uh, of all people, Adam McKay, The Big Short. If you thought the credit sequence to The Good Guys, this is the sequel to the credit sequence of The Good Guys, uh, all about the uh, the Wall Street uh, bit uh, there in the uh, housing crisis and all that kind of jazz. So uh, a lot of that fun stuff coming up. I'm actually looking forward to that movie a lot as well. And of course, there's another one. I don't know if it's opening too awful wide, but there's something from the guy who did uh, <laughs> the Napoleon. And Dynamite Nacho Libre movies. Uh, it's called Don Verdine or something. Yeah, uh, we'll see. It's got a great cast in it, but who knows what the hell's open in here. So we'll do that. And uh, we still got to see Trumbo. There's still a couple of other things on the plate. So, uh, like we do around here, nothing ever stops, baby. Nothing stops at all. Matt, nope. where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, sir? You can, you can tweet at me. Feel free to tweet at me. Tweet at, at me, son. At, at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. And, and then I, I tweet out all kinds of stuff. So. All kinds. Including anything else I do online, which <laughs> these days has not been much because I'm in uh, hibernation slash play video games nonstop mode. Yeah, fair enough. 
Uh, of course, my other podcast, Hero Movie Podcast, HeroMoviePodcast.com. This week, we're going to be talking about the uh, g- uh, th- this next episode. See, I told you I'd tease it. Uh, so this next episode, we're going to be doing um, the Justice League pilot from 1997. Uh, if you look at it, it looks like 1987, which is weird. Uh, but uh, failed Doom thing there before we come in, you know, do Star Wars the week after that, of course. And, you know, I don't know if you've heard this, but this Star Wars thing, I think it's going to be big. Uh, yeah. I think it's going to be big. I I think it's going to be big. Can we finally just admit that we don't have to give a shit whether or not George Lucas liked it, though? Oh, no. Who cares? Uh, if anything, I mean, that's, if the, anything, the that's the thing is like, oh, oh, George Lucas likes it. Like, oh, fuck, man. He made like, three not great ones. I was like, well, let's see, I think he made one good one, but it's it's built from all the good bits from all three. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a Frankenstein. Uh, it's very arguable. It's that, a, well, he didn't make that movie. A fan did. That's true. Bronson, stop barking, you fucking prick. All right. That shows that <laughs> the show's clearly ready to go when that dog's but he does not bark. So somebody must be coming somewheres. Because he does not fucking do that. Um, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll be talking about all that kind of shit and stuff's coming up. And uh, I got that Star Wars marathon, man. I'm doing the whole fucking thing, dude. Seven movies right in a row. Whew. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be uh, something. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be, but it's damn sure going to be something. Uh, so Hopefully we'll, good. I, I hope so. God, I hope so. I mean, I'm just so much caffeine that day, I'm sure, because we're starting to fucking think at 4 o'clock in the morning. Holy shit. Um, so that's it. Um, we're, we'll talk about more of that kind of stuff next week and all this other jazz. Uh, yeah. Until next week, for Matt Smith, I am Adam Porters. Take it easy, everybody. Go, go, go. Boy, it didn't they didn't let this the end of that fucking shit go out into the show? <laughs> They're just like, oh, do you want to do you want to let the last final fucking chords ring out? No, the YouTube video says, well, fuck you, we're closing it. It's done. We quit. Can I can I can I end the show? Uh, yep. I guess with like a major contribution to uh, people tweeting properly. Um, I don't know what that means, but I'll I'll, recently, I'll allow it. I, I recently came upon. A series of photographs of people's tweets where they misspelled cologne. Okay. As in, you know, 
C O L. Are we talking Germany? Are we talking G N E? No, we're t- talking about the thing you wear, right? Fair enough. And the way the way they smell uh, spell it is uh, smell is, it is colon. Colon. Oh, well, that's not that's not correct. No, and uh, it leads to hilarious things, but like they, it sounds fucking terrifying. Got to right? slap some colo- c- colon on me. Here, here are some samples. My girl likes my col- colon. <laughs> when you hug a guy and you smell his colon, heart. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> All right, here's another one. When you can still smell his colon on your pillows, even though he's not there. Mm, he's sleeping <laughs> weird. That's how I like to sleep. Ass at the foot. Uh, ass at the uh, ass at the head of the bed. Hold on. I don't know how you do that with your legs, but after you hug a boy and you smell like his colon, enjoy yourself, ladies. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> and then along the same lines, I smell like his colon now, heart. <laughs> and then I think the one that takes the cake is uh, I love when I can smell a guy's colon as he walks by. Hey, that's called crop dusting, baby. <laughs> Ooh, there's going to be a good harvest this year because I got to go crop dusting. Granted, these people may just be into uh, fart play, <laughs> fart which play. is fine. I'm not denigrating fart play. I'm just saying use proper spelling on Twitter, guys. It severely handicaps use, the meaning you think you're, you're use, putting out. Use fucking Siri, man. Just fucking dictate that shit if you're not like, that's how I do. Like, I'm a terrible speller, so if I don't know how to spell something, I'm going to be like, I say it, and if Siri doesn't understand it by the third time, I'm like, well, I'm picking a different word. Because <laughs> I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I look dumb enough as it is. I don't need the help. Thank you. That's it. Uh. So, uh, so tomorrow... Um, we we talked about Rocky or, or Creed rather, and um, we mentioned um, a movie. And I forget I because my brain is just already just slop right now. But we mentioned there's there's a couple things. Oh no, we no we talked about today with the um, Spike Lee because uh-huh. it it takes us a while to now we had been drinking for a while, so that's why the the this episode is going to be a little bit of, you know kind of uh, jaunty, if you will. That's how I, you know, yeah. and of course, you know, I have a black friend in, in my house. And so when we start getting drunk, then, you know, the, the, you know, there's, you'll hear a slight black Adam come out. I mean, not a lot, not like, you know, not like horrible racist shit, but you know, I get a little bit more groovy in my language. Um, well, you know, we'd been hanging out for a while before we started recording, we'd started drinking and then we started recording and then you just get into it. Um, but so that'll, that'll come out on Wednesday. So you'll have three episodes, but there'll be some timely things in there just going like, I wonder what's going to happen if X and it's like, well, that's the thing that's already been figured out. And you just go, why are they? That's cause it's fucking a couple months old. I was holding on to it to put it at a right time. And it's the uh-huh. right time to help you folks out because we missed a fucking week here. So we're going to triple up on our uh, duties. So enjoy yourself. Mm. Treat so, uh, yourself. Treat yourself. That one episode drops tomorrow. Or drops tomorrow for you guys. So uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, it's like a Hanukkah miracle. It's a Chironica miracle. Now hear Adam Sandler do the same song again, and for the eighteenth billion time. And it was yeah, great. but this time he has new new Jewish celebrities on there. Hey, right? who's to care? Because the first one was great. It was fun. It was novel. Then it's just called. I'm going to see if I can bleed this stone dry. It's 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 done, did so. Sorry, pal. Anyways, that's it. We're done. Mm. All right. I gotta, I gotta
headache. Yeah. <laughs>